Live from the fish tank, it's your host Ronnie with another episode of the DSAC Fantasy Podcast. And finally, after waiting, confusion, we finally have a resolution. And we have our football champion crowned, finally. Uh, that being Sean, and as is tradition on the podcast, uh, after a sport finishes up, I like to have the champion on to talk about it so unsurprisingly sean is the guest this week so i don't think i have any uh kind of like clerical stuff to to talk about here i mean there was no trades or anything this past week there's no real big league news or anything so no sense in waiting around here let's go right to sean Right, and now we welcome on, after uh, about a week and a half or so of confusion and what the hell do we do now, our football champion, Sean. How are we doing? Hi there. It's me, the champion. I've been dodging you for weeks. Well, I mean, let's be honest. It wasn't just that. I mean, some. I mean, I don't even think we knew until like a few days ago, really, that this was essentially just the season was over for us. Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't know what I was gonna do. Yeah, I don't know what we were gonna do. Yeah, I don't know if like we've like officially like even acknowledged it as a league. I think we all just kind of like quietly accepted, like okay, yeah, just Sean Malone. Yeah, nobody like officially announced the winner. Yeah, there was the joking gif of me with that I put of that kid in the spelling bee, and I think that went that kind of sufficed for people. I mean, hey, I'm I'm okay with using that as a. Uh, uh, a declaration. It's a really good gift. That's a classic. So first things first, I'll I'll get this in as a, a a good little bonus for the listeners here. How does it feel to be in our league for really what is this like under two under two years now, right? Yeah. And to already have more championships than I do. What's what's the political answer here? Uh, oh, I, I, I really don't care. You, you, you can say whatever you want; it won't like bother me. I'm, I'm just doing this to get people to laugh. Um, is it weird that you have an incredible football roster yet I never considered you a threat this year? No, no. Uh, I, I think history has shown time and time and time and time and time and time and time <laughs> again that it's a, a logical assumption, a logical uh, belief. I think my favorite part is the fact that I didn't know that we had uh, your diary, your journal, until the end of this football season when I read it in full, and it all makes sense. Oh, so this that was like a a new thing for you? I didn't know. Of course, like I I joined late. You know how it is. I took over a good team. Um, I tried to make some win now moves because there were some questionable people on that team. Yep. And it just, it, it's all luck. You know how it is. Yep. In the playoffs, it's all luck. But, I mean, since you, you mentioned it, um, like, did you have a particular favorite part of my uh, my traumas? Oh, man. Hold on. I had it. I literally had it pulled up a second ago. The, uh, I think it's how it ties into um, the Colts. And their constant, constant dysfunction. Um, 
always something said about, oh, this particular cult did this for the first time, but it never adds up or they get traded to Buffalo or something like that. Um, where I have, there you are. It's right here. Uh, right before our, our matchup, when it was just the, probably the absolute worst time of your life, because it still wasn't updated past week 14 on this. Um, yeah, I wasn't in the playoffs. I didn't really bother with it. There was nothing really around yeah. for, the, for the walleye. I mean, didn't you win the consolation? Yeah, I'll, I'll probably put that in kind of when I start doing the golf season stuff, and I'll, I'll mention like my minus 30 and your previous time. I think it's got to be week nine when he lost. Um, I'm sorry to Josh. Hey, I mean, ESPN didn't want me to forget about it, so I'm not going to blame you. For no, that. That was, I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know they had recaps. Me neither. Then pinged it. Like, okay, let, let's let's try this here. Let's see what let's see what they tell me. And then I didn't expect to be, you know, attacked <laughs> in that way. <laughs> it is very humbling that you would have probably been the league leader if you had my schedule. Yeah, yeah, is your schedule. Yeah, it's it's awful. We can lament over this forever. You'll be back next year. Uh, will I? <laughs> um, Maybe. The uh, the yeah, it's currently um, Matthew Stafford, and he's up for an extension. And I don't have any other person on my roster right now who I firmly believe is a starting quarterback next year. You know, maybe the Patriots just decide to to punt Mac Jones into the sun and start Zappy, and he goes full Tom Brady and saves me. I don't know too many uh, Patriots fans who really like Mac Jones, so there might be a shot for you mid season. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna have to give up something. Incredible well, running backs, man, and jump one off and try to get a quarterback. Yeah, I don't exactly have any futures to trade at this point. Um, the, the next stuff is 20, 2026, and that is well beyond my window. Even I'm not foolish enough to to move those. <laughs> so I, th- I think at some point, you know, I'll see what I can do, but the, the trade deadline next year will probably be my shit or get out the pot moment. Either it's it's – it's either going to happen for me, or I'm just going to have to accept that I need to rebuild and not wait too long. You can pull it. There's always pulling a mic. There's always pulling a mic. Maybe, maybe that's that's the solution for me. My team is just too good on paper, and just getting bad will make my team actually perform. Anyways, that's we don't need to talk about the wallet here. You are the reigning champion. You went twelve. And I am. Two, you went twelve and two, and then obviously won all of your playoff matchups. That's how you. Become the champion, so you only lost two weeks all year. How do we feel? Well, first of all, just uh, the the accomplishment on its own, and we'll get up with the roster after. It feels good. I feel like you know, I had a good team coming in, but I definitely, I think, made it more my own. I got rid of a lot of fluff and tried to go for like the win now, guys, without giving up every single thing. Yeah, I got a trade offer for Higgins every single week. Um, but no, it genuinely feels good. It feels like. It's earned. I built off of Dillard for sure, but there was no other, nothing else you could do about that. Yep. I was hoping I could crack a lot more points, but I definitely had a slump mid-season. Where did you finish up in, in total points? I think you were still the league leader in, in scoring, were you not? I was. That's 1784, and let's see, it's the most. Like it, it's the most, but only by 30 points. When I was like, okay, it's a 14-team league. I should be able to get 1,900, 2,000 points on this roster. It just didn't happen. Wow. That, that 2,000 would be a, an incredible number. 
So I wanted it. Well, I mean, I guess we can steer the conversation here, but you have every single possible mean to to bring back essentially the same roster next year. So you can make a run at it. Well, you will see. If, if I get Lamar and not Tyler Huntley, I think I have a little better shot. But Lamar wasn't even that good this year. Yeah. But, I mean, looking at your expiring deals, the only people of consequence are Aaron Jones, Kareem Hunt, and T. Higgins. I guess if not Anthony Miller doesn't know. No, so no, yeah. You really only have three guys of consequence. You have a couple names that I'm not going to, you know, make you talk about this, but a couple names I, I could see being logical cuts just to free up that extra space to to make sure you can bring back, you know, your, your best possible starting lineup. Maybe the depth won't quite be as nice, but starting lineup wise, you should be, you can, as I said, you can, you can quite literally run it all the way back. I think they're young enough to run it back too. But yeah, I see exactly what you're talking about. I don't even know who, um, was it Emi or Smith Marset? I don't know who that person is. I don't even know why he is on this roster until 2025. Uh, I would. Um, that's I would've... not obviously not the guy you're talking about. There's some garbage tight ends on my team. Yeah. Some garbage ads that you had to make. Yeah, with with uh, ISM, I can only assume that Dylan had traded all of his picks and that he was just the, the only guy he could really give a four-year deal to. <laughs> I mean, that happened with me. I mean, Bailey Zappi has a four-year deal for me, and he was a fourth rounder. <laughs> oh no. I mean, so you got a chance. I mean, he should have promised once. Yeah. But I have a cat who desperately wants in and then out of the room constantly. Yeah. It's a very cat thing. To, very cat thing to do. It was a bad. It was used to be bad. I kept a litter box in here, and he took a shit anytime I got on my computer. <laughs> anytime I had to vacate the room because he wouldn't clean it up. <laughs> it's in the litter box, but it was a nightmare. Um. But yeah, Higgins needs to come back. Jones needs to come back. And Eh, Hunt can, if he gets traded, I think he's he's prime to do something on a different team, but he's, yeah. he's not going to do anything in Cleveland. Cleveland's got it bad now. Yeah, I, I would assume that, I mean, I guess they can, you know, drink the Kool-Aid enough to believe that, hey, you know, we just give them a full off season, we come back and things will be different. But I think it could definitely behoove them to move Hunt and try to, you know, just change some something up and go into next year. but. Well, I think his contract is up as well, but he'll be punching 28 years old at that point. It's like right here. Yeah. I just don't know. He's, anywhere he goes, it's going to be a committee, so it doesn't really matter. And maybe not for that price. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That, besides that, I mean, I think I found out this year that depth, as long as you can win against a lot of the slumping team, your depth doesn't really matter too much because I don't think I had a single reserve guy I'd want to start for about 12 of those 14 weeks. I mean, Godwin. I don't think Godwin was a regular in your lineup. He was injured for most of that, that run. Mm -hmm. I played him about two weeks, and he was two, three weeks. He was terrible until I got rid of him. Oh, yeah. I, for, I completely forgot you traded him. Here I was kind of looking at your roster. I'm like, wait a second. Why? Where? He, he was there. He was like, I got like a max, like 10 points out of him. Oof. And then I was just, I, was, I didn't, I'm worried about Brady leaving. So I'm like, I, I want out. Yeah. Bucks are bad. I don't trust the Bucks. Yeah. You're, 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 you're jumping off the Buccaneers receiver. I'm diving headfirst into the shallow end. <laughs> oh, no. What did you do? I sent all my 2025 picks for Mike Evans. You know? Oh, no. Okay. Well, Mike, 
made sense. I mean, yeah, right, you just you had a weird year. But j- just the dichotomy of the the reigning champion saying, "Yeah, you know, I don't really buy into these bus receivers." And <laughs> anyway, I just saw it. Yeah, anyways. But no, I think I can make one more shot of it. I and mean, if it's not working out midseason, just blow it up completely. There's a lot I can trade away if I need to and just rebuild it in my own name. Okay. I'm going to just say this once. So listen up here. Because if I go into the trade deadline and I'm at a position where I just need to blow it up and you come in over the top of me with better assets, I'm going to be very upset with you. Well, then you just need to act sooner. <sighs> like, you, you'll kind of know mid-season. That's when people are – I mean, when, when you know you got to go, just do it. Just, it. just better not be you as well, okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> then we'll, we'll just uh, collude and do different weeks. So in a way, you don't know, go for it. No, you good. Go ahead. In a way, you almost kind of had like found money at your superflex spot. I mean, Jared Goff ended up. I don't know where he finished on the season, but I feel like he should he's, have been number ten. Wow. Yeah. So quarterback ten. He, he was he, excellent. Yeah, he ended up being probably more valuable than what you gave up to get him. Wasn't that a Mac Jones mm-hmm. year? That was Mac Jones, and I don't remember what else. It wasn't a lot. Yeah, he did. Goff looks like he's staying, and Lions just look fun. I just like watching the Lions right now. They're so fun. Yeah, he had a he had a few eh, weeks kind of mid season, but he finished really strong. So, I mean, I I've I've seen like Lions fans try to like not maybe try it's wrong word, but kind of say about how it almost seemed like he just kind of finally got comfortable with the offense and things started to click, and he really kind of took off at the end. So, one can only hope for your sake that uh you know that level of comfort and hopefully not a whole lot is different for the Lions offense next year and they can pick up where they left off. I would love it. I'm follow, I've am i been following their social media all year since I got golf and I'm so glad I have on my roster. I love following them now. Yeah. Like one of the top meme um, social medias there are in football. Yeah. To take like a different route on that, like I really like the, uh, the Walter Payton man of the year video they made for him. Did you see that? Was, oh, I think I saw I saw that, but it's been shrouded because I keep going back and. Yeah. Is that does he get choked up, or am I thinking of a different one? Yeah, he does. Like he basically did some work with like some kids in school, and they had all the kids kind of talk about how much he meant to them, and kind of they broke the news to him. I'm gonna cue that up for later. That is so that's so nice. Yeah. Did you see the one where he um, goes undercover? No, but there's I feel like there's been a lot of that lately. <laughs> yeah, there's a. Um, it was like a few years ago, like right when. Um, oh, I probably did then, but I that, just. Because that sounds familiar. It was like the series. He got like a mullet. Kind of looks like a trailer park. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. It's so bad. <laughs> like it, it's not as bad as the Eli one, but it's bad. Yeah, see, the Eli one was more fresh in my mind because it was more recent. I don't know, the Eli one's not believable in the least. He looks so old. Yeah. It reminds me of like when, when Kyrie, when he wasn't a shithead, when he had a, what, Uncle Drew for the first one? I didn't see, I never saw that, but I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they got actors in there, and it's pretty obvious once you see, like, why is everyone holding a Pepsi? Why are all these HD cameras here? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, this doesn't work anymore. He's great. I, I do regret not trading for Jamal Williams, though. I had yeah. that, that 
thrown in front of me, and I, I sincerely regret that one. Yeah, I know there is another person in the league who is a very big fan of Jamal Williams, so. Well, it's probably Tom. It's, it's probably oh, Tom. Okay, yeah, it's Tom. Uh, a thousand percent Tom. <laughs> so we'll see. But he's coming off like a really bad year to try to trade for him, though. Like, I think there's, you know, very obvious, like, hey, this is not sustainable things with him. But at the same time, he just broke a Lions franchise record for touchdowns in a season. He went over a thousand yards rushing. Uh, I don't, I don't know how you, how you acquire him at a value that's probably proper for going forward. But you acquire him once the person trying to sell him can't sell him for that price and wants to give up. That's fair. At least I think. What surprised me is the fact that Chris didn't have a better run this year than. Than he did. His roster is ridiculous. I mean, he did have the misfortune of um, very bad luck with bench bench players. Mm-hmm. He, he could never pick the right guy. A tight end situation. Not not more like the flex spot because like Gabe Davis would pop off, Devin Singletary would pop off. He would put them back in the lineup. They would dud. He put them back in the bench. They pop off again, and kind of one of those things. And then especially like where his. This was even true, like when we did the the regular the startup draft. His running backs have never really been particularly strong, mm-hmm. and that kind of yeah, he um, really fell off this year. Well, he was still RB eighteen on the season, but I mean, he had two rushing touchdowns all year, which probably was not going to be the same again. That'll probably bounce back for sure. But oof. if they don't get a real good so quarterback in there, that might hurt him. Yeah, I'm a Saints fan. I I feel that. It's a bad time. <laughs> so what is the thought going into next year? I mean, uh, you when I came in, I came into the league this year and saw the tier rankings where everyone was talking like, oh, it'd be great for like the 13th and 14th. You know, make that run at the end. Who made those, the, the tiers? Uh, Chris does. Is it like Roto or? No, because I don't know. I think he just kind of does it on vibes. Because um, <laughs> I don't know how you can. I mean, maybe he does, but like football is just—it's so. I mean, just the the format of it is so different than the other three sports because it's. I mean, well, for for us, it's the only points league, so it's kind of hard to really mm-hmm. roto it because of all the bye weeks and stuff, and injuries are far more prevalent and more significant. But I know those are a factor there. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's just a vibes thing. So I know Rachel supposedly does them too, and like she did them for the first year, and it was enjoyable. Uh, and I've been trying to, we've been trying to get uh, her to do them again, but it hasn't worked out with her schedule for the last few years. She's fallen into the trap that Chris has, where he has about 15 leagues. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to see if he still has them here, but she even had like little comments on people's startup drafts kind of like roasting us off for the most part but i don't i don't see them anymore doesn't really matter though yeah i, I think you're you're probably a, a shoe in for for tier one next year i don't want it it's a trap i i don't know if it's really a trap for anyone other than me at this point to be honest with you <laughs> but to kind of answer your question we kind of danced around the uh the season kind of starts over again like after the super bowl yeah so i think after the super bowl then we kind of start talking like cuts 
in the timeline on that. And mm -hmm. then we kind of have a down period where you can kind of think about your extensions. I think extension stuff probably kicks up again around the draft. I don't think it would make sense to start extensions before the draft because, you know, you, for example, you have Aaron Jones. You could give Aaron Jones, like, you know, a very nice deal. And then all of a sudden, hey, the Packers dropped another running back and they're going to go with Dylan and someone else. And your extension now is not for a player. Yeah, that so that's like the, the mostly the, the short of it for the timeline, I would, and I would anticipate. Never really sleeps, but you do have, you know, a good amount of downtime there to handle your stuff. And then how does it feel to have, I, I would say, three top 10 wide receivers? It feels, I think wideout's probably the most important part of all this. I mean, Henry's great and all, but you're not going to be carried only by him. It feels, and Incredible, especially since I got to give up Watson to get Hill. Um, yeah. I just wish Mark Andrews could join him in that, but I think going forward, I mean, they're young. They should be good. Um, where I have at least a top two uh, wide receiver room. So hope I don't suffer in the meantime with my running backs as a result of my quarterbacks. Yeah. And then, you know, you and I kind of on the opposite ends of that spectrum, of course. Um, but... On all, as I said, I don't really see a a real big hole in your roster. I mean, the only, I guess, question mark is what's going on in Baltimore this offseason because Andrew or Lamar is up for a contract, I believe. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's already so, that was wow. Went yeah, he's getting <laughs> swelling right now, so he's probably not going to play this playoffs. Yeah, that's not not great for his negotiation uh, leverage. And then we'll have to figure out how that affects Andrews, you know, if they do move on from, from Jackson. I mean, I think it was kind of obvious here that Huntley is not really an answer, and Andrews didn't exactly benefit from that. So feels but, like a uh, Garoppolo situation to me for some reason. I don't know why. I feel like they're going to try and move him now. Yeah, I would expect he ends up somewhere, too. I just don't know where. It, it's We're going to be guessing as much as everyone else. Yeah. Everyone's saying Brady go to the Raiders. Yeah, like Jets sounds like a, a logical thing for Garoppolo, but I don't really I'm I'm certainly not, you know, clued in enough to to know any anything about the the QB carousel that will be upcoming. They did just get a new offensive coordinator, but I don't know what he's ever done. Yeah. Or if he has any pull of anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so even if Andrews does fall off a little bit, I mean, let's be honest, there's like a, a, a very select few tight ends that are worth a damn at all, and the rest of them are kind of dark throws anyway. So mm -hmm. e even if he does fall off, like you're still not really in a bad spot compared to, you know, 80% of the league. Yeah. I think what is it this year, if you didn't get Kelsey, you could have waited for any tight end and been just fine. Yeah. Compared to going after a Kittle or an Andrews or anything, it's just a waste of a pick, yeah, especially man. Pitts. Oh yeah, that was that was really bad, really bad. Let's look at uh, let me pull up points real quick. So yeah, Kelsey had yeah. 261. Uh, second place was Hawkinson with 172. Wow. So about 90 points, but Hawkinson, Kittle, and Andrews were all relatively close. Uh, 
This is fun. Guess who uh, head in five was? One of these is going to be Taysom Hill. Yeah, you, Taysom, Taysom Hill was tight end five. Definitely, definitely Jason. Yep. Yeah, and then F, tight end six was Evan Ingram, which who saw that coming? Wow. In, oh, I guess it's Jacksonville. Yeah. And while while we're on the topic, like when was the last time you saw Evan Ingram, like his face, like when he had long hair with the yeah. Giants, probably, right? Yeah. His he looks so weird. He got a he got a buzz cut. For his ESPN profile, and it does not look like him at all. I I don't like it's like low a low poly version of Deshaun Watson. <laughs> I hate it. Oh. I'm clicking between the images. I can't get behind it. No, he's not smiling in this one. Oh, no. it, just, it just looked so different. Like I, it's so bad. It's like if he went to the Yankees. <laughs> oh come on now. No, I'm just saying the face. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I, I don't understand. No. I wonder if someone's made that article the the most dramatic hairstyle changes after being traded to the Yankees or signed by the Yankees. I mean, it's got to be Giant Damon, right? Yeah, I think you're right. Because there's a new photo of him, and he, he looks homeless again. Yeah, like I'm, I'm pretty sure like his nickname on Boston was like Captain Caveman or something. So it's oh 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 and also um oh hold on hold on this is a really funny joke at the uh... okay so after he. Like maybe it wasn't after he he left, but the the joke with date, uh, Giant Damon was it looks like Jesus throws like Mary. Uh, <laughs> like. Eh. Meanwhile, I have a I have a literal photo of him superimposed over Jesus Christ as you say that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, quite quite the uh, the the change you had to make going from Boston to New York. There. I mean, we've we've managed to get to Johnny Damon with your football team here. So anything anything else you want to talk about with uh, with football? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, no, not football. I was trying to pull, segue to Nomar Garcia Parra somehow, but I couldn't do it. Oh, really talented, just but, couldn't stay healthy. But no, I think football ended so unceremoniously. It's it's it is what it is. I still feel like even if we had finished the game, I still would have won that one. I think I had too much of a cushion. Yeah, I mean, okay. yeah. Yeah, that, that was definitely a matchup where I didn't – I mean, there was a there was a path for Nathan to win, but I don't think it was, you know, as bad as some people who, like, won by, like, three points because they're, they didn't have anyone else going, but their opponent did, and their opponent's game victory. So, so. Nothing, nothing in your situation that really struck me as – uh, this doesn't feel right to me. Mm-hmm. If it was closer, I would have easily found a way to make it hard for you guys to do co co champions. I, uh, like. I I saw someone do it where they fired up the most recent Madden, edited teams to make fantasy teams on the game, and just let the computer simulate the game. Oh, that's cool. Uh, it was that would work. Telling Chrissy to use the. Uh, was it the 40-yard dash? <laughs> of 
house with his wife. <laughs> oh God, that would not go over well. <laughs> be so good. It, it would be fantastic. Yeah. You know the exact outcome to every single one. I was I wasn't even here for the. He did forty yards for the basketball, right? Yeah, every single uh, startup track was decided by the the dad the the, the race. Um, All right, so yeah, same deal. Yeah. Take that race. You know, you know exactly how it finished out. Oh yeah. Yep. Whatever his most preferred outcome would be, that's how it would finish up. Because you know. With Chris, you know, all we all we get is the the link that he decides to share with us. We don't know how many he ran before that to get the desired result. So that's where all the Luca talk comes from. It all holds up true. You know, you know he did it. Yeah, and I feel like that's probably a a good segue. Mm -hmm. All right, all right. Let's move on to basketball then. Uh, the only other one I do. Yeah. So. Not dead last, and comfortably not dead last. Is this a weird feeling for you? Like, are you like getting like FOMO based on your, your place in the standings yet, or being bottom two so, is still good enough for you? Personally, does he even own that pick? No, uh, Mike does now. Right. Yeah, so there's one thing last year too. You know, I got second in bed, but. Of all the low-seeding teams, I think I set my roster the most. <laughs> and it goes to both years. So I'm not overly salty this year because it already happened last year. I don't know why he's not. I mean, he's doing it now. It's fine. Yeah. But immediately early in the season, I'm like, okay, why are you resting a healthy Lonzo? Or Lamello, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. There's a little bit, of, little bit of fuckery with that that I see. I'm not gonna complain or cry. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't really think that's necessarily intentional for what it's worth. I think it just yeah. kind of like you know, just not being as as on top of things as you know, someone like I am because I have like no life and a ton of free time. But. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna raise a stink about it. I just was like, okay, I'm not gonna be overly mad that I don't have the, the worst record there. And I'm bracing for getting six pick again anyway, so it's not even really a big deal. Wait, is that where you actually picked? I think it was five or six. I, oh I couldn't even God. get Jaden Ivey. Oh, no. So, <laughs> That's... Keegan, I got Keegan, but Keegan's... Oh, he's, I don't know what to make of him. Yeah, he started slow. Yeah, yeah. At least. But, I mean, It'll hey, be fine. I mean, you managed to... to... I, I don't still don't understand how this happened. I mean, I think the answer is pretty logical here, but Killian Hayes went from this dude's like one season away from going back over to Europe to oh, this guy's like actually like a legitimate like sixth man caliber player. No. I was just looking at his stats too. Killian, for some reason I'm more excited about Killian than anyone on my roster. I mean I mean, not to, you know, be be hard on your roster, but it's <laughs> It's, 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 it's Killian, it's Jalen Green, it's Anthony Edwards, and it's Warm Bodies. Yep. Well, Jalen Suggs, I guess, is still technically there. Jalen Suggs, but he's always hurt. Yeah, and he also hasn't exactly been particularly good yet. Now, I mean, and then Gafford gets good stats because he only plays like 20 minutes a game. But it's, it's a, I'm getting absolutely blasted right now. 
Yeah, you, I'm making up some ground. Yeah, you are uh, the the sacrifice this uh, this week to Alex's monster of a team. He literally has his bench, just his bench alone could be me. No starters. Would be close at the very least. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I would stand a chance. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, mean I mean, like, you know, you have enough guys who could, you know, just cobble together enough uh, counting stats to maybe, like, squeak out a like, five <laughs> four. But... Yeah, maybe a four or five loss. Yeah. I think the, the path for me is, is probably in free agent signings. Is this going to be a five, six, seven-year build at this rate? Only having four guys who you would want on the team. Yeah, and, I mean, at least, you know, to your benefit, we are slowly but surely reaching the uh, – Kind of like the the judgment day, so to speak, where all of a sudden all these veteran contracts of good players we signed at the startup draft are all coming up, and their extensions are pretty pretty hefty. And the free agency market probably probably not this off season, but maybe the off season after is going to start to look a whole lot better. Is that the one after? Well, I'm just going to get my money ready. Yeah, I didn't realize I had Hassan Whiteside on my roster, and he's uh, he's out of the league. Yeah, you, you uh, finally cut him, right? Yeah, I made okay. sure to say I wouldn't trade him first, and then I cut him. <laughs> and then apparently, you guys saw my you guys micromanaged me when you said, uh, "Why do you still have forty five as your number?" Yeah, I mean, you did trade away Mitchell like right away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I was immediately stopped at the light, changed it, and then kept driving. I just thought it was kind of funny though, more or less, but. I mean, for like in in football, like Paolo went like basically two years without having Paris Campbell, and he still had his name as One Night in Paris. Oh, that's what that's from. Okay. Wait, what 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 part here are you getting? Like, you are you were you confused <laughs> about the the fantasy football reference, the real life reference? No, no, the the real life reference. Okay. I'm with you now. Okay. Like I get the fantasy football. I just remember someone in a different league being. Last name of Paris, and I was like, "Oh yeah, of course." I'm yeah, getting all mixed up. Actually, he's just a really, actually he's just a really big fan of like small towns in Texas. I love so that's not a far drive from me. No, that city kind of sucks. <laughs> there are infinite cities in Texas like that. Yeah, yeah. Texas strikes me as like a a state where there's like you know a handful of like big cities, the suburbs around them, and like nothing else. It's a weird sprawl where it's like DFW is you just you just come you start um, Tetrising cities together and it just spreads forever with nothing in between mm-hmm. and then everyone on the outskirts starts getting mad that their their farm turned into a neighborhood and you just repeat that for about the state the state of Connecticut and not more now with one or two with one good airport. And you're just, it's a nightmare. It's still not even close to LA County. <laughs> yeah, the uh, yeah, California is not exactly a, a fair comparison for most areas in terms of population and, and density. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. no, I mean, there, I mean, you mentioned there is, you know, a few players to be, you know, kind of excited about, at least with the basketball team. I would say at this point, there's really only one bad contract. So you have that going for you. 
was that the uh, what's his name? I would say Andre Drummond. If Drummond, two, two, yeah, two years after this at ten million, that's steep. He's been usable at times this year, but I don't know. It's if just a, it's just some bloated. It's a real bloated contract. Yeah, I mean, but starting twenty twenty three, I'll have a lot of money to work with. Yeah, I mean, that was like the worst possible timing. Like that was done. I th- I think the year the off season we did the draft was like right after he ended up in Cleveland because the Pistons traded right. him to Cleveland and then COVID happened. Then we did the draft during COVID. In like within like two months, he had already basically been kicked out of Cleveland. <laughs> so he was like given the contract based off of a guy in like his kind of like the the bridge kind of like the the bridge between your mid and late twenties who was a fantasy beast. And then almost immediately his role completely evaporated. He just fell through the floor. The second he was out of there, the second Kevin Love decided that he wanted to play again. Yeah, that was very unfortunate timing for that contract in DSAC, at least. That's, I mean, speaking of the Cavs, I'm like, I'm scratching my head of like when I traded um, Mitchell away. Because now he's turned into a ridiculous asset, but it would have put me like not even close. I, I probably would be the worst side of the lottery right now, just having him alone. Mm-hmm. So that one still kind of haunts me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I, I, I kind of don't think a lot of people saw that happening necessarily. Like, like from I'm not exactly super into basketball, but. Um, yeah. just, you're kind of seeing what he was doing in Utah. I'm like, I don't even know if this is a guy you really want to be like your star. I guess it was just a fit in Utah or whatever, but I did not anticipate him going to Cleveland where there was, you know, just generally more mouths to feed and just somehow getting even better. And then Sexton completely falling apart. Yeah, I, I did not anticipate. Very in shambles. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, Jordan Clarkson was like his big, real, uh, competition for that job and I didn't really think too much of Jordan Clarkson but I thought he was like a, you know, a fine player but you know Sexton being younger would probably you know come in and, and take that job and push Clarkson to the bench but that has been the exact opposite <laughs> Clarkson has been very good this year well I've admired your roster that's just the Golden State Warriors hey, and then and the, whatever Pistons you feel when you want whatever Pistons are healthy really um <laughs> I, I did move off of Bay, but Stewart's been hurt for the last couple of games now. Cade is obviously out for the whole year, but yeah, my team is basically Portland, Golden State, Detroit, and then like white centers. And then, it probably makes it easy to track, though. I mean, I guess I, I do occasionally run into issues where I I don't where I have too many players that night for the roster spots, but I mean, that's not very all that often. And. Despite them being so bad, you're second. You're not going to catch him. I'm not helping you right now. Yeah, and I I am second doesn't feel representative close. of yeah, like how good I've actually been. Like I think on the roto table, I'm like sixth out of <laughs> 14. So second place is some some good luck, in my opinion. Uh, what do I have for the rest of? Okay, so this is my Next week, the schedule starts over again, and I have a bit of a, a loaded front end of the schedule. So um, when the regular season stops after this, I have Keith, Mike, 
Kevin, Alex, Chris, and Josh. So only one team with a losing record in there. And I believe that's five of the top seven. So not counting me in second, five of the top six that aren't me I have to play. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see a little bit of regression to the mean there. I just hope I build up wonder, enough cushion. Was it you? I'm, I don't want to bring this up because I might be misremembering it. But I beat a team. I think I beat a team at the very end last year. Or at least I made it close. Was it you? I don't think I, so. I know I didn't. I know I didn't lose to you last year. I'll I, I'll pull up your 2022 and and see because I thought what I thought you were gonna start talking about was were oh were you the guy who like barely missed the playoffs last year because yes that that was me. Um, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. I'm trying to remember. I, I won. I won one game last year, and I was I was so thrilled. I already got my win out of the way this year, so I'm I'm pretty happy about that. Who did you beat this year again? I forgot. Um, it wasn't impressive. It was, let's see, Murph. Hmm. He's 35 and 71. I, I won five to four. Yeah. All right, let's see. Pull you up here. Oh, you did win two. You, uh, you beat Nut last oh, year, and you beat Keith last year. It was Keith. I forgot about the first one of those. Yeah, I remember the nut one because I kind of had like a running joke with you, like I'll only invite you on after you win a basketball game, and then like you won within like three weeks. <laughs> you know, okay, I guess I guess you're on the podcast now. Um, yeah, so, you, so you I won't appear until I win another championship, preferably in basketball. No, well, well, you know, you're you're in the rotation now. You know? I'm just I'm just saying I'm trying to reverse jinx it. Yeah, well, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> But, uh, I mean, part of it, too, is you do only have two teams. So, you know. Yeah. I just don't know anything about hockey. Or, I don't, I'm going to up a day on baseball. I've been debating getting the show so I can learn all the players again. I'm so far behind. Yeah. I was going to say, like, I feel like you've talked about baseball at least a little bit in the chat. So, I wasn't sure, like, where you were at in terms of how, how on top of things you were. But I'm a few years behind. Okay. I think the last I followed was the Red Sox last championship. Yeah, it's a few years. Um, Adam, I'm clueless. Yeah. Are you are you a Rangers fan? I would assume, or um, I grew up a Red Sox fan, but I'm I'm more of a Rangers fan now. Okay. Well, hey, it's a very good example that personal growth is possible. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not even gonna. I, I know where you're coming from with this, so. Yeah, I'm not I, gonna say I, I didn't really, you know, have any, any, you know, idea or plans of taking that further than what I just said. So, yeah. I thought that was a, a good place to leave it. Um, yeah, well, I mean, the Sox are in shambles, but the Rangers are the Rangers, so it doesn't do me any good to, to try and attack the, the very strong Yankees. All you need to do I is think, put, I mean, just put on like a, a an Astros shirt in your say from the Yankees at this point. But. I did buy a Biggio jersey for my uncle this year, so I did contribute. Uh, All-time all uh, good, funny autograph, Craig Biggio. Really? Uh, it looks like a penis writing tool for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. At least the oh, last... There's like, a guy, there's like a guy about to pee on it. 
Yeah, the, the, the last name is definitely big, like penis riding a skateboard. <laughs> books on uh, the nightstand I, I want to get around to but I just don't you can always do the Gen Z thing where you get the uh, what is it like a subway surfer you put that up and you have a, the bot read the book to you yeah. while you watch the subway surfer <laughs> it's like half of TikTok for me for some reason oh. or the reddit posts yeah. you, you, lost, you lose me at TikTok so. yeah I'm trying to stay current Where am I at? Yeah, I think basketball. I have no shot. There's no, there's no good segue for me back uh, to say that it's going to be a few years, and I don't know who to root for among you guys. Whoever beats me the worst, yeah. so I guess it's going to be Alex. Yeah, general, generally speaking, uh, it's not me in any sport. You can comfortably root against me. That's you know, perhaps that's a bit of a bandwagon take, but. It's, it's just, it's, it's kind of boring to root against you. I, Everyone, I like to think it's, it's, like, it's, a, it's a bit. At least in football, I make it fun to root against me because there's just so much shit that happens. But the other sports are to, not I quite just as read the history just made me sad. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the other sports are not as eventful for me in terms of just horrendously bad luck, but. I don't know who would who is a fun story in in basketball. I, like in a way, like maybe Alex, because Alex has literally never won a playoff round in basketball. He's this absolute dominant force, and he always just loses in his first matchup. Like that's kind of funny. Um, I don't know, it's you can't you can't really root for the commissioner, even though you're you know your buddies with him. I I don't think I ever actively root for Chris. Yeah. Barry do the lip service yeah. thing. Barry's already won it. So. Yeah, Barry was more fun when he wasn't a champion. Yeah. Um, who? I guess at least Josh. I don't. I mean, maybe. I think Josh yeah, won Josh, it the first year. Like he, he's Josh is fine. Um, I always just gravitate back towards Ping for some reason. I don't know how. I just. Yeah, Ping. Ping maybe, it's maybe because Mitchell's there, but I just his roster just doesn't do anything for me, and he still wins. Yeah, and like on some level too, like once you like focus on like the human and not the the roster, but he's kind of like my opposite in the fact that he talks as much as I do, but he's like more light and he's just funnier than I am. Does he have that going for him too? Yeah, he goes on the offensive. You go on the defensive. I think that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm easily baited into being defensive <laughs> about things I like. And, and he's a master baiter. Very much so, yes. <laughs> Sorry, that was so low-hanging. I mean, look, we have in hockey uh, Nathan and Mike 
combined <laughs> to come up with the name off, off constantly. So uh, I don't think you have anything to worry about for, for pulling out that joke you do. Yeah, I kind of regret doing the tarot card shit now. When I can do shit like that. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's, it's, not, it's not too late to change. I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen with your basketball team? Oh, no, let's see. Free online tarot card reading. All right, I'm picking six. Uh, what's my reading? Uh, death. <laughs> well, that's fitting. All right, I'm going to change it. Every time I come on here, I'm going to change that team name. I'm just death now. No, I don't think I've earned it. I don't think I've earned it. Well, that's up. That's only for. How, how am I gonna be? How am I gonna be the harbinger if I have thirty wins? <laughs> the lovers. I don't know. I don't think I should name a, a team of buff men the lovers. Yeah, shit. Well, who's on? Do you have anyone with like an unsavory pass on their team? Because that could be potentially an issue too. Like, yeah, for, I heard about those guys. like uh, for example, that would be like a really bad name to have named your football team when you took it over, you know, with a certain quarterback. Um, I, I think like Andre think, Drummond like leaked Jeanette McCurdy's news. Oh, true. And there's that. That would probably Never be a, yeah. That would probably yeah. That would probably be a bad name with Anthony Edwards too, considering the the. A little bit of a controversy he had on on social media. Oh, it's like should name it after buff men. Yeah, and he gave like twenty dollars to a charity, so he's yeah. fine. Yeah, that's how that works. Yeah, everyone yeah. already forgot about Tyreek Hill and his whatevers. Yeah, you got uh, you got Bones Highland who did like the, the funny meme face about a week ago. Oh, I love that. I just wish he could. I wish he was better. <laughs> now, isn't I this... want him to. I want to believe he's really good, but we all know. Yeah, that's that's the worst. It always seems that the guys who have the best personality are just generally speaking not like the top tier guys. Like Jamal Williams, for example, is he had a good year this year, but I don't think anyone's putting him like in the you know Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Josh Jacobs level of of running back talent. Mm-hmm. I did just find the best one. Uh, I'm gonna be the fool until I come back on. Okay. That counts. Cool. Are we gonna change the, the the abbreviation to forty eight now? Uh, I already did actually. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> How did you call that? I mean, I saw you went from forty five to forty six, and then eventually to forty seven. So I just assumed it was just. I don't know how you do it. I Boy, have. I to go to go back to what I said earlier. I don't, I don't have a life, and I spend way too much time on here. I mean, I'm checking this thing constantly, so I understand today. I should make it known that I have a Mexican food waiting for me. Oh. And a cat is very upset with me. All right. I feel that's a good place to probably wrap up then. I don't want you to to make you wait. I mean, the longer I make you wait, the later at night you have to take a trip to the bathroom. So Yeah. I want you to I'll, to be, I'll think of you when I should next. Yeah, I don't want you to have to like you know like do that right before bed or like when you're trying to fall I'll asleep. Message. So I'll message you. I'll message you when I'm about to shit. Oh. Or when I'm shitting. Oh, okay. I, I I don't await it, but you know. No, you can wait for it. Yeah. It's I, I allow it. It's okay. Right. So, cool. Well, thank you for coming on. Congratulations again on your your championship, and like I told you, in DMs on your crown because it was only fitting that that would happen. So. Yeah, I'm the porcelain king over here. All right. Thank you. Yep. Have a great night and enjoy your Mexican food. Thank you very much. All right. Talk to you later.
All right, I kind of held off on doing this because I was waiting for, you know, the official ESPN stuff to to be finalized here, but I think at this point we have the, you know, the, the football finals are done. So let's take a quick look here at that matchup. Sean takes this one, 117.6 to Nathan's 105.06. So both of Joe Mixon... Anti Higgins were playing in this game. Uh, those were the only two players. Each of them were on one team. So I feel pretty confident that Sean's 12-point lead with Higgins probably was not going to be overcome by Joe Mixon alone. I mean, of course, things could have, you know, went differently, but I luckily I don't feel there was any real controversy in our league compared to some other leagues. But let's take a look at the players who did not have their games canceled. Let's start with Nathan and end on Sean just to, you know, kind of save the best for last, so to speak here. Nathan misses out on his chance to repeat. Going in the finals, though, two years in a row in football is incredibly impressive. It's, uh, I promise this isn't meant to sound very sour gravesy, but I think everyone would agree that football is probably the fantasy sport most influenced by luck. And um, it would sound a whole lot different coming from someone other than me. I'm very well aware of that, but I'm trying to emphasize how, how strong the team Nathan has that he's able to, to put himself in this position two years in a row, considering how many things are outside of your control in football compared to, in my opinion, at least the other three fantasy sports. Um, big performers here. Justin Herbert had himself uh, an okay week. He came just shy of his projection, but, you know, pretty much about spot on. Nick Chubb was about spot on on that per, uh, projection as well. Tyler Lockett and David Montgomery, unfortunately, kind of really underperformed. Um, Lockett only had 2.5. Montgomery only had 4.6. Those two were supposed to score about 11 and 12 points apiece, respectively. So that's, you know, a good... Quick math, 16 points less than they should have, 17 maybe. And then Jalen Waddle also didn't live up to his projection, but he at least, you know, did a little better than than Lockett and Montgomery did. But the big story here was Tom Brady going for 37.68 points, coming just one week after, uh, oh, should Nathan bench Tom Brady for Baker Mayfield? <laughs> uh, Baker Mayfield had four points, so eggs on my face, ain't it? Uh, Tom Brady outscored Baker by almost 33 points. Yeah, that's a pretty good decision for uh, for Nathan there to to roll with Brady still. What do I know? That's why he's in the finals and I'm, you know, in 11th place in the standings. Bullshit. On Sean's end, uh, Tyler Huntley and Jared Goff was probably not a very mind-easing quarterback duo. Huntley didn't live up to his projection, but he didn't tank completely. Jared Goff outshined his, of course. He had a really nice game. Uh, but the... No, Goff was really the, the star performer here for for Sean. But where Huntley kind of underperformed a little bit, pretty much everyone else across the board got close to or surpassed their expectations, their projections. 
Um, A.J. Dillon had 10 points. Aaron Jones had 12 points. A.J. Brown had 17.7. Tyreek Hill had 13.7. Mark Andrews had 14.5. Keenan Allen had 9. Jared Goff, 22.4. And Cameron Dicker had 8. I mean, the only real moves that Sean, you know, quote-unquote, should have made in hindsight, Prater did better than Dicker. Uh, Van Jefferson, eh, he wouldn't have cracked the lineup. So Sean basically had the perfect lineup. Uh, Nathan probably should have found a way, in hindsight, of course, to get Komet in and um, Chuba Hubbard. Maybe Chase Edmonds. Well, Chase Edmonds over Hubbard for sure because he had more points. But, I mean, I don't think I would have had any any issue with either of these lineups myself. As if I know I were the one making the decision before the week. So, all in all, I think that's about what you could hope for, you know, other than the very unfortunate circumstances that led to all this confusion that thankfully are not as important now with Damar Hamlin being released from the hospital. But the two best teams wire to wire, they went at it. And we had a pretty close, we had a pretty close and compelling matchup. This wasn't no TCU versus Georgia bullshit. So I think, you know, it's a fitting end to a very competitive and very, very strong season full of very interesting storylines. So that being said, I think that's about all we have to talk about for football. Um, We can do the... uh, The all DSAC team here. Come on. Here we go. Okay, position rank. Patrick Mahomes, of course. QB1. Josh Allen will be the super flex. Two running backs are going to be Austin Eckler and Christian McCaffrey. Wide receivers. Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill. Tight end, Travis Kelsey. The two flexes are going to be Josh Jacobs and Derrick Henry. And the kicker is going to be, damn, Daniel Carlson edges out Brett Maher at the very end. That's unfortunate. I was really hoping to have that that kicker spot knocked down, but oh well, is what it is. That'll be the, oh, actually, you know, I think this probably counts week 18. So let's see. Carlson had nine in week 18. Tucker had 12 in week 18. And Maher had negative one in week 18. So technically speaking, if we are doing this when our season ended after week 17, Brett Maher is kicker one. So I'll go through and I'll make sure that I have the official um, all DSAC team lockdown. I'll put in the chat for you here the pod. So we'll have that unfortunate um, controversy perhaps, but yeah, week 18 doesn't count for our league. So, I mean, of course it counts for the, uh, the, the salary stuff, but we always do the, the all, the all DSAC team after the, uh, after the playoffs are done. So, That'll be a cap on football, I believe. I don't think there's anything else to, to talk about. So at least not until we do the lottery and, you know, all those uh, 
the cuts and, and stuff and extensions and whatnot. But that's that's stuff for, for next season. So thank you all for a very good football season. I'm bitterly disappointed in how mine ended, but I'm glad that most of you, for the most part, got to enjoy yours. Alrighty then, let's get into let's start with hockey. Uh no records uh broken this week and no trades in hockey. But we do have five matchups to recap. So let's start with let's start with the belt matchup for the week. Ping beats Tom eleven to one to retain the belt. Ping got a win on 23 saves and a 1 goals against and a 9.58 save percentage from Casey DeSmith. He got 3 goals on 18 shots from Kaprizov, 3 defense points and special teams points from Dougie Hamilton, 17 hits from J.G. Pajot, goal and 5 assists with 3 STPs from Butchnevich, 17 hits and 18 blocks from Connor Clifton, 2 goals, 3 assists for Keandre Miller, 3 goals, 3 assists and 13 hits for Braden Chen, 3 assists for Mark Scheifele, Three goals and an assist for Jared McCann. Tom, on the other hand, got a goal and four assists from Morgan Frost. Three goals, two assists on 16 shots from Kevin Fiala. A goal and three assists for Tuck. Four assists for Toffoli. And then three assists and defense points for Oliver ekman Larson. Second matchup up sees Chris beat Paolo 8-4. Chris gets two goals and two assists. Yeah, two goals and two assists from Owa. Two goals, three assists, and three STPs from Austin Matthews. Three assists from Kuznetsov. Three goals from J-Rob. Two goals, two assists on 22 shots from Nathan McKinnon. Good to see him back. Maybe not good to see him back on Chris's team, but good to see him back in real life. Uh, four goals and an assist from Mario I'm sorry, that's uh, it's Tage Thompson, actually. Uh, three defense points from Seth Jones. Ten hits from Kachuk. And three defense points from Brady Shea. Paolo, on the other hand, got two goal or two wins on 88 saves and a 936 save percentage from UC Soros. Seven goals and an assist on 22 shots from David Pasternak. 16 hits from Marcus Felino. Four assists and defense points from Colton Pareko. Goal and three assists for Jordan Aberle. Three assists on 16 shots for Elias Pettersson. Two goals, two assists, and four STPs for Nico Hishier. Two goals, two assists for Matthew Barzell. Goal and three assists on four defense points from Josh Morrissey. Goal, four assists, 43 faceoffs, and four STPs from Leon Dreisaitl. The, the midway point of this recap is Josh beating Barry 7-5 to five in a, a, a tight one. We got a win, 55 saves, a 1-5-7 goals against, and a 9-4-8 save percentage from Gustafson. Two wins, 63 saves, a 1-9-5 goals against, and a 9-40 save percentage from Vanacek. Three goals and three assists from Konechny. Three goals and three assists from Kachok. Three defense points for Truba. Three assists and defense points for Adam Fox. Goal and three assists for Burakovsky. Four goals, two assists for Kyle Connor. Three assists and defense points for Phil Peronik. Goal and four assists for Kevin Hayes. On Barry's end, a win on 22 saves, a 1-0-1 goals against, and a 9-5-7 save percentage from Ilya Samsonov. Two goals, five assists for Pierre-Luc Dubois. Three STPs for Dylan Cousins. Three defense points for Kael McCarr. Two goals, four assists, and six defense points for Rasmus Dahlin. And lastly, a goal and three assists for four defense points from Keandre Miller. Uh, the penultimate matchup is Alex beating off constantly 7-4-1. to four to one. I don't know how you beat off constantly and end up with a tie. Like, what is what is that, like, anatomically speaking? Whatever. Anyways, two goals, two assists for Jake Gensel. 
10 hits for Adam Larson, a goal and three assists with three STPs from Connor McDavid, 21 shots from Miko Rantanen, goal, six assists and four STPs from Mitch Marner, 11 hits from Sean Corrali, 14 hits from Luke Shen, four goals, two assists, 36 faceoff wins and 18 shots from John Tavares. Goal and three assists with four faceoff wins for Sidney Crosby. Three assists for Miko Lettinen. Or Arturi Lettinen. Wow, okay. Miko Lettinen is a, a deep cut. I didn't. I don't know how that came up. Uh, 16 hits and 14 blocks from Martin Fairberry, who had a really nice week. Three defense points from Roman Yossi. And Mike and Nathan got... Two wins, 55 saves, a 1-5 goals against, and a 9.48 save percentage from Jeremy Sawayman. Four assists and defense points from Charlie McAvoy. Two goals, two assists from Robert Thomas. Three STPs from Jesper Bratt. Three defense points from Damon Severson. Three assists each from Nino Niederreiter and Mikhail Granlund. Uh, two goals, three assists, and five defense points from Vince Dunn. Three goals and an assist with 17 shots from Zach Hyman. And lastly, yours truly beating Kevin 8-3-1. to to Two wins, 59 saves, a 2.0 goals against, and a 9.37 save percentage from Connor Hellbuck. Three goals and an assist with 39 faceoff wins for Bo Horvat. Two goals, two assists on 16 shots from Trevor Zegers. Three assists and 54 faceoffs for Patrice Bergeron. Three goals, 18 shots, 17 hits, three assists er, from Ovi. Uh, three assists and 38 faceoffs for Sasha Barkov. 15 shots for... Uh, Mikhail Backlund, goal and three assists for David Krejci, 14 hits and 11 blocks for Ryan Pulak, three goals, four assists from Brad Marchand. On Kevin's end, a win, 23 saves, a 145 goals against, and a 920 save percentage from Jack Campbell. A win, 28 saves, a 2.01 goals against, and a 933 save percentage from Linus Olmark. Uh, three assists from Schmaltz, goal and three assists from Domi, four goals, two assists from Stutzla, Three goals and an assist with three STPs from Heedle. Four assists for Middlestat. Three assists for Strom. Five goals, two assists, and 25 shots from Jack Hughes. And three assists from Parsonen. Category leaders. Goals, Ronnie and Ping with 26. Assists, Alex and the duo of Nathan and Mike at 39. That's really unlucky to um, tie for the, the league lead in assists for the week. And to tie with your match opponent. I mean, look, there's nine other teams aside from your own. You know, it's pretty good odds that if it's going to happen. I mean, surely one of the one of those nine teams is not going to be your opponent. But, yeah, oh well. Uh, Ronnie with 351 face-offs. Chris with 210 shots. Ronnie with 148 hits. Ronnie with 92 blocks. Defense points were tied with 17 apiece with Barry and the duo of Nathan and Mike. Paolo had 24 STPs. Josh had five wins and 234 saves. Kevin had a 2246 goals against. And Josh, again, with a 9286 save percentage. Players of the week, the forward of the week for was of Ping, and it was uh, Jean-Gabriel Pajot. I mean... It checks out with Alex's formula. I just never expected that someone like J.G. Paggio would actually win it. Um, Rasmus Deline, defenseman of the week for Barry. And Darcy Kemper, goalie of the week for Josh. Barry's top five of the week, Pasternak for Paolo, Tavares for Alex, Dreisaitl for Paolo, Deline for Barry, and Shen for Ping. And the goalies, Stalock for Ping, Kemper for Josh, and Swayman for Nathan and Mike. Take a look now at the standings. 
here's where we sit after 13 weeks. We're getting ever so closer to the playoffs now. And Chris is in first place still. Only one game up on the walleye. Alex is in third, three games back. Josh is in fourth, 22 games back. Paolo is in fifth, 24 and a half games back. Ping is in sixth, 30 and a half games back. Barry is in seventh, 37 and a half games back. Kevin is in eighth, 49 games back. Nathan and Mike are in ninth, 61 and a half games back. Tom is in 10th, 66 games back. So a, a clear tanking tier. Um, I still think Alex is tier one for hockey, no matter what he wants to say. I don't think I'm quite tier one yet. I've had some really good fortune here, but you know, at a certain point here, we're like two thirds way through the season and, you know, Chris, Alex, and myself are all within three games of each other. That's, it's pretty hard to, hard to argue against, I suppose. Um, Josh and Paolo looking most likely for that final playoff spot. Barry's big move um, helped his team. <sighs> Gotta say, being 15 and a half games back this late in the season, it's kind of hard to to catch up, to make up that much ground. But, I mean, hey, there's still time left. There's, there's still time left. So let's take a quick look here at the scoreboard. We have another, well, we have a belt matchup every week, but the first one that I'm going to talk about is the belt matchup. Ping is defending it against the Walleye. Um, should be a good one. Recording this Tuesday night. Goaltending has been a struggle for both teams. Um, but decent offense enough here between the two teams. So I think this will be a really tight one. Um, it may very well come down to which team can uh, have the, the least bad goaltending with how this has gone so far. We've got 7th place Barry and 3rd place Alex. Alex needs to admit, he needs to start uh, gaining some ground here. I think both he and I would agree that Chris is the one team you don't want to face of of the uh, the big three in the the playoff matchup. So if you can avoid that, or really, maybe not just just Chris, but I, I, what I'm trying to say here is here is you really want the one seed because whoever is in the four seed, be it Josh or Paolo. Probably not going to put up as much of a fight as Chris or myself, perhaps. Mainly Chris, but, you know, maybe myself too. So if you can get that one seed, that's very, very important. Um, especially with, uh, with how tight everything is. So every game, every category is extra important this time of year for us three. We got ninth place Nathan and Mike and eighth place Kevin. Uh, really hoping, I'm sure Nathan and Mike are, that they can uh, take the loss here and, you know, drop down a little farther. We got fourth place Josh and first place Chris. We'll see if Josh, in his, you know, he's got Kucherov healthy. He's had a really good year this year. We'll see if he can uh, put the, uh, the mo- I don't want to say put his money where his mouth is because he doesn't really talk in, like, a braggadocious manner. But it will be a, a good statement win here if he can take down Chris. And lastly, uh, fifth place Paolo and tenth place Tom. Uh, this this could be another a statement loss for Tom as he doesn't want to uh, to give up that uh, first overall pick odds. But we'll see how that goes for him. He's still got a few game lead there on uh, on Nathan and Mike. So never count anything out. 
Oh, boy. Wow. Uh, looking at Tom's team here, just out of curiosity, he had all four Goldies played tonight. That's it's kind of fun. And it looks like he picked the right two as Merzlikens led in six on his bench. And Kakanen is tracking to probably allow more than three goals that Fleury and Grubauer gave up. So I'm just, I probably should be moving on to something else here, but like, it was Merzlikens. Good Lord, he's still so bad. He had an 870 save percentage tonight, and that'll increase his save percentage on this season. Oof. Oof. All right, is there anything else I didn't talk about with Aki here before I uh, get off on more tangents? Uh, it doesn't look like I have anything else to talk about, so mercifully we can end this segment. All right, we can move on over to basketball now. No trades again in basketball, and only one record, and that was Chris setting a new uh, single matchup record for steals. And yeah, we will get to that when we talk about the categories, but let's not get too far ahead of ourselves here because we got matchups to talk about. We have Barry beating Ping 5-4, to four. Barry getting 40 rebounds from Vanderbilt, 625 field goal percentage, and perfect from the line was Joel Embiid. Uh, Fred Van Vliet dropped 70, 22, and 26 with 11 threes. Jalen Brunson had 88 points. And Kyrie Irving scored 100 with 14 three-pointers. On Ping's end, the best Bryant in Lakers history, Thomas Bryant, scored 87 points, grabbed 51 boards, and shot 704 from the field. Brooke Lopez shot 586 from the field. Uh, Murray shot 571 from the field. Donovan Mitchell had 113 points and 12 three-pointers. Kawhi Leonard was 917 from the line. Ivica Zubac shot uh, 640 from the field. Bam Adebayo had 92 points, 45 boards, 556 from the field, and 11 stocks. First really good week for Bam since Ping acquired him. And lastly, Collins shooting 621 from the field. We had Josh and Keith tie 441. Josh going off him with the uh, the standings tiebreaker to see who gets the uh, the first spot in the recap the whale got 94 35 and 17 from Giannis 95 points and 14 three-pointers from um Dennis Schroeder wouldn't have expected that Malcolm Brogdon shooting 933 from the line Clarkson was 78 points and 11 threes Buddy Hill with 75 points and 16 threes and lastly, 119 points, 22 boards, 21 assists, 10 three-pointers, 11 stocks, 534 from the field, and 969 from the line. Kevin Durant have a week. Oof. And on Keefe's end, 72 points and 11 three-pointers from P.J. Washington, 84 points, 14 threes from Kevin Porter Jr., 91 points and 10 threes from Jeremy Grant, 11 three-pointers from Tyler Hero, 13 stocks, and a 581 field goal percentage from Onyeka Okongwu. We got Chris beating Mike 5-4. to four. We got a 552 field goal percentage from Salomo, 116 points, 21 three-pointers, and 913 from the free throw line for Zach Levine, 40 rebounds and 581 field goal percentage from Sabonis, 900 free throw percentage, and 12 stocks from Herb Jones, 78 points, 34 rebounds, 574 from the field, and 15 stocks from Miles Turner, 78 points from Murray, 10 stocks from Fultz, 96 points and 556 from the field for De'Aaron Fox. 113 points from DeMar. 15 blocks from OG Ananobi. Or stocks, rather, from OG Ananobi. He, he was mostly steals this week. And then lastly, 96 points, 31 boards, 22 dimes from Luka Doncic. 
on Mike's end, 929 from the free throw line for Bridges, 96 points from SGA, 100 points on 14 threes from Gary Trent Jr., 16 stocks and 667 from the field for Nick Claxton, 106 points, 14 threes from Terry Rozier, 15 stocks and 634 from the field for Triple J, 577 from the field for Franz Wagner, 645 from the field from Allen, and 10 three-pointers from Chetty Osman. We got Nathan beating Nutt 6-3, 28 assists for Nikola Jokic, 15 threes from Tim Hardaway Jr., 6-11 from the field from Jaden McDaniels, 77 points from Jalen Brown, 126 points, 28 boards, 971 from the line, and 10 three-pointers from Lori Bird, uh, 48 rebounds and 10 stocks, 700 from the field for Rudy Gobert. 113 points and 37 assists from Trey Young for Nutt. 10 stocks and 694 from the field for Montrezl Harrell. 84 points and 38 dimes for LaMelo Ball. And 10 three-pointers from Karis LeVert. In our belt matchup this week, Alex beating Kevin 6-3 to retain the belt. Alex got 72 points on 12 threes from Lou Dort. 82 points from Jay Butt. 33 assists from Conley. 75 points, 60 boards, and 643 from the field for Vucevic. 90 points from Tatum, 917 from the line for D'Lo, 82 points, 14 threes from C.J. McCollum, 88 points, 42 boards, and 566 from the field for C. Wood. On Kevin's end, 76-42 with 13 stocks from John Collins, 10 threes from Beasley, 48 boards from Ayton, and 10 stocks from Jalen Williams. Penultimate matchup, we have Paolo beating Sean 6-3 on 45 assists from Halliburton, 52 boards, and 786 from the field for Plumley, who has been quietly pretty good, and he's shooting a lot better from the Lions since he started using his other hand. So maybe Ben Simmons should take notes. 35 assists from Russell Westbrook, 85 points, 40 boards, and 11 three-pointers from Julius Randle, 563 from the field for Warren, 90, 26, and 38 on 11 three-pointers from James Harden. And on Sean's end, 909 from the free throw line from Mann, 87 points from Anthony Edwards, and 75 points from Jalen Green. Finally, yours truly beating Murph 7-2, 88 points, 12 three-pointers from Simons, 84 points, 13 three-pointers from Clay Thompson, 49 boards from JV, 99 points, 32 assists from Dame, 12 stocks, and 684 from the field for Walker Kessler, and then 11 three-pointers from DeAnthony Melton. On Murph's end, the lesser Curry had 13 three-pointers. Uh, Jalen Smith shot 5-91 from the field. He got 91 points and 10 threes from Bojan. 11 three-pointers from Struess. 619 from the field for ja, ja Morant. <laughs> ja Morant, like I'm thinking like talking hockey players with that uh, pronunciation. 682 from the field for Jalen Duran. 82 and 32 from Siakam. And 78 points from Maxi. Category leaders, Ping with 5-2-1-0 from the field. Josh with 8-3-6-6 from the line. Josh with 91 threes. Ronnie with 369 rebounds. Paolo with 225 assists. Chris with 78 steals. Mike with 43 blocks. Nutt and Murph splitting turnovers at 51. And Chris with 987 points. Alex's player of the week was Josh. Barry's top five. Or <laughs> uh, Kevin Kevin Durant for Josh. I don't think Josh is um, playing in the NBA nor winning Player of the Week uh, anytime soon. That goes for all of us, not just Josh. I'm not trying to pick on him, but that was a uh, bit of a humorous slip up there. But yeah, so 
Kevin Durant is also Barry's top guy of the week. Nikola Vucevic for Alex, Zach Levine for Chris, Laurie Markkinen for Nathan, and LaMelo Ball for Nutt were the rest of the top five. And before we do the standings proper, this was a this matchup was a matchup 12, a multiple of four. So let's talk roto table. Uh, we got nine categories and 14 possible points, which gives you a, a maximum score of 126. Out of 126, Alex has 101, Chris has 92, Josh has 89, Barry has 83, Mike has 82, Ping has 78, the Walleye have 74, Keith has 71, Nathan has 67, Paolo has 51, Kevin has 46, Murph has 42, Sean has 35, and Nut has 34. So from the roto table, you got a, a pretty clear bottom two. Um, the playoffs are going to be a absolute slugfest at this point. So if Alex... A clear tier one team. I still think Josh is incredibly talented. He's just had some some real bad luck. I mean, he's third in the roto table, but he's sixth in the standings. Um, he deserves a lot better results than what he's gotten so far. And Chris is a playoff lock too, I would assume. So once you get to those three, you got Barry, Mike, Ping, myself, Keith, and a little bit of Nathan hanging around too. So you got, you know, five or six people rather uh, fighting out for three spots. So... The uh, the few spots right outside the playoffs are going to be a very frustrating place to be this year. Um, and, God, I really hope it's not me again. That would really suck. So speaking of the proper standings, let's, uh, let's talk about them, shall we? We got first place, Fargo, of course. Alex is nine and a half games up. Second place is uh, the Walleye. You know, we're kind of down far on the roto table, but we've had some good luck in basketball to this point. Only nine and a half games back of Alex. Chris is 12 and a half games back. Ping is 13 and a half games back. Barry is 14 and a half games back. Josh is 16 and a half games back. On the outside looking in at the moment, Keith is in seventh, 19 and a half games back. Mike is in eighth, 22 games back. Nathan is in ninth, 22 and a half games back. Paolo in 10th, 33 and a half games back. Kevin in 11th, 38 games back. Murph in 12th, 42 and a half games back. Sean is in 13th, 45 and a half games back. And Nutt is really, really making a statement here, putting himself 53 games back as the clear favorite at number one odds for the first overall pick, which, of course, he does not have. So we'll see how that one goes. Taking a look here at the scoreboard for the week, fifth place Barry and second place Walleye. This will be a, a good one. Barry's got a pretty significant games advantage. I shouldn't say a, a super significant, but he does have a, a, a games advantage of more than a couple this week. So we'll see if the walleye can hang in there. That would be um, really beneficial for our place in the standings and just kind of like a like an internal like mood check. Okay, okay we, can, we can hang with the, the reigning champ. That would be a, a good sign for the walleye going forward, I believe. We have a belt matchup. Alex in first place, Sean in 13th place. Um, maybe if Sean's lucky, Alex will let him look at the belt for a few seconds this week. We have 14th place Nut in 10th place Paolo, 3rd place Chris in 11th place Kevin, 12th place Murph in 9th place Nathan, 6th place Josh in 8th place Mike, and lastly, 4th place Ping and 7th place Keith. 
So that's all we got for basketball for the week, and that's all we got for recaps for the week. Hope you all uh, enjoyed that portion of the pod. Alrighty then, with everything considered there, should have everything about all done here. Um, the only thing I can really add on here is please, 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 somebody come grab my big dumper. It's baseball trade season, kind of. Let's let's get this show on the road here. All right. I will see you all next time.